0: Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer.
1: Hello world, Shelley Roshier here and welcome to the show. I want to delve a little today into the following phrase. I no longer force things. What flows, flows. What crashes, crashes. I only have space and energy for things that are meant for me. This is... A state of being that most of us are consistently and constantly working towards. I wouldn't say most of us come out of the chute with this mentality. Especially if it's not taught to you. And especially in the world that we live in today with information overload and social media and fake news, fake people, fake happiness, fake money. You know... All of these things skew our way of thinking and our accepting or acceptance of what is going on in our lives, our purpose for being here and the world at large. I saw a great Alan Watts quote the other day and it started with, you know, our only job here is to live. That's it. We are simply here to exist, to experience, to learn, to live. We're trained from birth in our society that, especially in North America, because, you know, that's the capitalist, you know, capital of the world over here in America. And we're all raised that we need to be accomplishing and doing and then getting educations and going to jobs that we can't stand. Maybe you're lucky enough to have a job you love because if you don't work, you don't eat. You know, that's pretty much a a basic biblical principle. But the reality of things is, we are taught to chase something that isn't real, whether it's the quote-unquote American dream, whether it's money, fame, career. It's uh, just a little segue. I cannot believe how many people I talk to in the younger demographic now, yeah, we joke about Uh, you know, originally the millennials that no one wants to work, they just want to, um, you know, be content creators. Well, that's great, but very few, it's like network marketing, very few people make a living being a content creator. Uh, And then there's other young people I run into that are kind of mid-20s to mid-30s that maybe younger, early 30s that are in kind of dead-end jobs, even though they've got full educations because their attitude is, I'm going to make my money elsewhere. And it's not like my generation where I learned to invest and we bought homes and some people in the stock market, they truly believe that stocks and crypto and everything is how they're going to make a living. Now, granted, it does happen, but again, it's a very small percentage. And I really do have to wonder sometimes what we're buying into. Are we trading one indoctrination of, you know, go to school, get an education, work at a job, get four weeks vacation, retire at 65, die at 70, and really not experience a lot of joy or freedom in your life? Are we going now to another area that we're just being convinced that, you know, we don't have to work, uh, that we can just create content on the internet that... You know, we can be famous social media stars. We can make a living in the stock market, but never have to put in any effort. That's not real either. But here's some things to think about. It doesn't mean any of that isn't possible. Don't get me wrong. You can do anything if you put your mind to it and you're willing to do the work. What I'm noticing in a lot of the younger generation is they're not willing to do the work, but they expect the results of my generation. Now, my generation had a lot of issues. Uh, I come th- from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, where I was, that's a, you know, my teenage years, young adult, adulthood, being a parent. Interesting times looking back on them now. You know, we were still taught work ethic. We were still pushed to go to university. And I am probably a bit of an exception in the fact that I did think outside the box, but I've always been that way. At the same token, I carried a lot of my own insecurities around with me and often tried to force things. Now, some things were just meant to be, I believe, and they just took me a lot of work. Other things I worked and worked and worked at, they were all lessons and they didn't come to fruition. So this statement, I no longer force things, what flows, flows, what crashes, crashes, does not mean that I'm sitting in the middle of my living room floor doing yoga and meditating and expecting money to arrive in my bank account. Because right now, the bottom line is money still makes the world go round and I need it to eat. Um, because I, I definitely am not a farmer and, I'm, and even if I was, I would still need to pay bills. So, I've always said this. People, especially Christians, if you come from any kind the 50s, 60s, that prior to that lifestyle where we're taught that money is evil money is not evil. Money is just a tool. The love of money is evil. Greed is evil because it drives behaviors that do not support growth for yourself or mankind. It sort of short circuits you all the time so that your subconscious is running the show if you allow love of money or of things to control your life and drive you forward making decisions. That does not mean you can't have a great plan. You know, I've had investments. I built a wonderful house. I sold it. I made money. I'm developing a a property right now. I'll make money on that. You know, hopefully (laughs) that's the goal. Uh, I'm experienced enough to know what I'm doing. And I have a team of people that know what I don't know. These are the things where I open myself up and say, is this flowing? Is this truly what I want? If it fails, am I going to be devastated and think life is over? Because that's certainly not accepting that when things crash, it crashes. There's always a lesson. I look back on my life now with all my insecurities, my emotional immaturity, my anger and jealousy over, you know, my family dynamics and how dysfunctional my family has been most of my entire life, actually. Um, And... You look at it now with age and wisdom, and you go, What was I thinking getting so bent out of shape about that? You also learn that nine times out of 10, what you're thinking is just a story you're telling yourself. And if I could really um, impress that home to you, that's just a story you're telling yourself. I've used this analogy so many times, and you've probably heard it before if you're a regular listener. We're all sitting in a movie theater watching life unfold. And even if it's our spouse or our parent or our child and we're living the same life, you're in the movie theater alone watching your version of things and the next person's in a movie theater beside you watching their version of things. I can tell you what, they are not the same movie. (laughs) Okay? I think if you can accept that first, that's a great big step. Then, are you willing to accept consequences and I don't mean just consequences of actions I just mean consequences as life unfolds are you willing to let things flow to accept that the universe has all that you need and to accept now this is a tough one right here that a lot of people um, sort of aren't awake enough yet about to accept that what we're here for is probably not what you were raised to think you were here for. Now, I love having these amazing conversations with my mom now that she has dementia. My mother is has always been in my life and extremely, and, and it isn't just me. So uh, I understand, again, this is my take on things and it's personal. But most people that know my mom all have the same opinion. My mom, my mom's a very difficult person. She is... uh very set in her opinion. She's opinionated. She's critical. She is sarcastic. She's tough. Yet my dad adored her and I'm not going to go into all that. I know why he did. And I I know from what his life was like and what she, what, what she represented. I understand their marriage and the love they had for each other. Everybody loved my father. My mother, is 80 years of age and really has no friends. She made no effort to foster relationships and that meant including with her own children. So there's consequences to actions. But at the same token, what's fun about her with dementia now is she's let go of a lot of her conditioning and her prior belief structure. And of course, my father isn't here. She's a a child of the 50s, bride of the 60s, telling her what to do. So she doesn't have a quote unquote man running her life anymore. Thank God. But that generation, that's how they rolled. They were raised still with that uh, hierarchy of men and that the world is changing. So, and thank heavens for it. So her limiting beliefs and her expectations are all colored by her upbringing. Well, In her dementia state, she's let a lot of that go. So we have these great spiritual conversations and we don't agree on a lot of stuff, but we are open to discuss them versus, you know, I grew up in a household that it was their way or the highway. If you didn't like it, get out. I was disowned twice and thrown out of the house three times. And guys, I wasn't even a problem child. This was just black and white religious dogma. I went to a movie on a Sunday night instead of going to church. You're out of here. It's like, wow, okie dokie. So we had really weird, we had really weird belief structures. And I love the fact that that's sort of being let go. You're always going to have fanaticisms, fanatics. And fanaticism will always probably be something until we grow as a human race that will occur. And of course, that's what's going on in the world right now, where a lot of fanatics seem to be having all the voices, um that pendulum will change. So live your life, believe as you believe, hold space for those that just need to grow the freak up because their time will come. What happens for us is we get all emotionally invested in it all, in our opinions and other people's opinions, mistakes, successes. As human beings, we tend to get all wrapped up in it. We also, when things are not going our way or not going well, we tend to focus on the negative. There are a lot of psychological issues with us as human beings, with our ego and our subconscious. Behaviors that keep us safe, but don't necessarily make us happy or help us grow. So the thing is, we need to understand those things so that we can move forward and grow as human beings. Okay? Realize what your job here is to do and enjoy life. I had a really tough time last night. I've been on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Uh, we've had some accidents again, some you know, I live in a lot of pain because of medical conditions. My husband took a really bad fall two weeks ago off an e-bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, handlebar the mirror actually, he was in a really tight spot on a bridge on a pathway going downhill. So he was going at a pretty good clip. The mirror caught in the uh, edge of, in a narrow spot in the edge of the railing, stopped the bike cold. He went flying over the handlebars. And then this e-bike, which are grossly heavy compared to like, say my mountain bike of years ago, landed on him. He's broken his elbow. He has strained his scapula. He thought he, he actually thought he shattered his scapula. That's the pain he was in. And he is bloody and scabby and road rashy all over. So it was not great. And where's the timing with this? Uh, And just as we're getting summer and we've got yard work, we live on two thirds of an acre. We've got power washing, yard work, gardens that need looking after, and he can't lift a thing. And I just have to look at life going, seriously, are you kidding me? With everything else going on, I look at the universe and go, really, Lord, what? (laughs) What is the lesson here? Well, clearly, once again, I've been allowing myself to get wrapped up in all the physical, the properties, the work, things aren't perfect. I am very OCD. You know, I don't like things dirty and yucky. I don't even wanna sit on my upper deck right now because it needs washing, it's gross, it's filthy. And the power washer, when I say I wanna do it, my husband's like, it's too heavy, you can't get it out. Well, I've been listening to that excuse now for a few weeks, but on Saturday I'm ignoring him. And if I have to go get a neighbor to help me, I will. Because that's his ego those are his lessons and those are his limiting beliefs they're not my problem and the problem is when you're married we tend to get caught up in it all so i'm talking to a dear friend the other day and they were going through some stuff that is exactly like i was going through two years ago when i wasn't feeling happy i was letting my emotions rule remember your emotions are not who you are they're just feelings Feel them and let them go. We hang on to them like it's a safety net. Sometimes it's protecting us from trauma. Sometimes it uh, is our way of feeling safe. You need to work on that stuff and let it go because it is not serving you. It doesn't serve anyone. I am making a blanket statement about this. You need to let that go. You need to deal with your trauma. As an adult, it is your job to deal with your trauma. Childhood, someone else's fault, it actually is completely irrelevant. And I know when you're hurting, you don't want to hear that because as human beings, we want to blame and hang on to our pain. But that will never enable you to grow and to be all that you could be. So we need to have space and energy for things that are meant for us. And we are meant to be happy. And we are meant to experience joy. doesn't mean you're going to be happy every minute of every day. So I woke up today very happy and my husband was like, oh honey, it's so nice to see you in a better mood because I've had some episodes the last few weeks. A lot of things were getting to me again and clearly I needed to keep going through them because the lessons will keep being brought to you until you learn them. So if you've ever heard someone say, you know, I have all this bad luck or I attract this, yeah, you are attracting it because clearly there's something in your life you haven't dealt with and the universe keeps putting you in situations hoping you're going to learn and grow and you're not. We don't. So, it becomes a cycle and you just wonder how can people sometimes just always be attracting you know, crappy stuff, crappy jobs, crappy partners, crappy you know, children that are all struggling and relationships and family dynamics. It's all because what we bring to the picture colors everything that happens around us. Doesn't matter if it might be someone else's fault. If you can accept that it's been brought to your doorstep for you to learn, you'd be amazed how different life will look when you focus on learning the lesson and focus on the positive. So the relationship comment was this. Two years ago with my husband, I was just not in a place that wanted to be married to him anymore. Maybe not at all, but in order to drive that point home for myself, I spent every day focusing on the negative. My self-talk was, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. I don't want that in my life. There was no focus on, he brings this to my life and I'm so grateful. I would like to show this kind of love and have it back. I would like to, you know, focus on being happy for having gratitude for all that I do have. Instead, it was always focused on what am I lacking? What am I missing? What is my partner not giving to me? Now, there are bad relationships out there and people that are abusive and there are times you do need to walk away. Do not let an abuser abuse you. And I just don't mean physically. I've been through it all, the emotional, the physical, and the psychological abuse. I have attracted those men into my life over the years before my marriage. And although they, you know, were treated me poorly, I still am the one without boundaries that allowed it. And I'm also the one that had the trauma that hadn't dealt with it. So the stuff kept showing up at my doorstep. I'm not saying these thought patterns are easy. All I'm saying is, as I'm getting to this point in my life, I spend a few moments every day reminding myself and in meditation to say, let it flow. And if it's not meant, let it crash. I will will listen to the signs. Lots of times things crash and we just keep, you know, the expression throwing good money after bad. We just keep throwing time, emotional energy, our soul at things that aren't meant for us. Cut it loose and let the universe bring you the life you're meant to have. Now, that does not necessarily mean, if you're judging from your, you know, preconceived notions, that you're going to be wealthy living in a mansion and driving a Maserati. That may be not the life that is meant for you. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying, I'd love to be wealthy. I wouldn't really like to be famous, I don't think. I'm, I am like my privacy too much. Years ago, I did a commercial for a laser eye surgery place, and it became such a thing over the radio stations here. It was about, uh, I guess, 30 years ago now, that my parents couldn't go to church without someone commenting on it. People from out of the blue that I haven't seen forever reached out. Anyone that saw me, hey, I heard you on the radio the other day. I have to say I was very uncomfortable. Now, there might have been other things surrounding that because I was still quite young, but I didn't really enjoy the attention. And you have to understand that I'm a very social person and I enjoy attention. I didn't enjoy that lack of privacy. Wealth is fine, but I don't really... I'm not super comfortable with fame. And it doesn't mean fame is a bad thing. I'm just realizing in my life that I have needs, I guess is the right word, for some privacy. That my whole life is not transparent and that my whole life is not sitting out there for the world to judge. That would be a very tough thing. When I watch the celebrities all over you know, social media and I think half of this stuff is probably not even true, but to wake up every day and know that people are writing lies about you or half-truths, or even if you've made a mistake but it, you know, it doesn't get to be done in private, the whole world gets to watch it, takes a very special person that could handle the world picking apart their life and decisions. You know, what if, so before you get super judgy over something you see on social media or the news, just remember what your life might look like planted on a big screen. You know, the mistakes you make, the things you say in anger at someone in your life, you know, you cheated on something, maybe you stole something and no one knows about it so you you let it go or... You didn't bring something to someone's attention. It doesn't matter what it is. But you see what I mean? What if your life and every single moment of it was splayed out for the world to see? How judgy would you be there? So I think that's where God has a really good point when he put down a scripture. You know, he without sin cast the first stone. And of course the secular version is he in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yes, nobody's perfect and everyone needs a little grace. So if I could just give you some words of encouragement today don't force things learn the lessons let things crash if they need to set up boundaries understand your limiting beliefs deal with your trauma that's a lot in life to be busy with you get you get on top of all of that you're not gonna feel like you're not accomplishing much, and you certainly won't be bored. <laughs> you know, you certainly won't be bored. And I know. So last night, like, I, sorry, I, I segued off. Last night, I struggled, and I'd had a great day. I took a lot of joy in helping my sister with her business. Uh, we moved her onto a new bookkeeping platform, and I've been training her and set, setting her up, and then now training her. And despite our history and our past. I enjoy doing that for her now because we have very different relationship now. I spent the afternoon with my mom and I even got to go swimming in the pool because it's finally my mom's pool got fixed and now it's heated. And my husband even came down and joined us in the late afternoon. And although my mom with her dementia is exhausting, very, very nice afternoon. Then we came home. Then we got playing with the new Instapot slash air fryer. Yeah, that's what those are not kind of types of food i eat but it has a lot of uses so i thought sure i got it on a smoking deal it was on some weirdo clearance for 110 dollars off i couldn't leave it in the store it gave me an eight liter instapot which i've been wanting a bigger one for ribs and stuff i love my instapot by the way if you don't know what i'm talking about um it's a pressure cooker that plugs into the wall not the old things from the 50s and 60s that go on a stove and it is fantastic. If you eat beans or you like your meat tenderized or you do soups a lot or, you know, there's just a million things these things can be used for. It's my favorite appliance. And there I am taking one of my students up to pick up one. And they had this bigger one that was also an air fryer for less money than just a regular old little Instapot, small one. Well, I thought I'm taking that home. My husband's kind of wanted an air fryer, but I just thought I don't need a $150 appliance that get used three times a year and I have no space for it but a dual one. Oh yeah. I made, uh, what did I make this morning? Pastry egg bites for him. And it took me all of 10 minutes. Well, he just thought he'd died and gone to heaven. Best wife ever. (laughs) So we'll play with that. So we get home. He has a glass of wine. I have a spritzer and we play with this new air fryer and we make yam fries. And then he makes regular fries and watched a movie. And my mood just went sideways. Now, someone was saying there's a full moon tonight or it was coming or it was a lot. Don't know. But I just, all of a sudden, I just felt off like I was four inches left of my cellular body and my feelings were all chaotic. My body was hurting. Usually I just go crawl into my bathtub, but you know, it's hot out. We got the air conditioning going and I didn't want to soak in a hot tub, but I was hurting. And I know if I didn't, I wasn't going to sleep because my legs were aching. So, you know what I did and I went upstairs and I just, I went to bed and ended up having a fantastic night's sleep, luckily. And then boom, woke up this morning completely in a better mood. But before I went to sleep, I tucked into the energy of the universe and said, I'm open. Please heal me. Let this go. Let it wash through me. I don't know if just, you know, I can say on the surface that I enjoyed helping my sister and I spent time with my mom. But that's not to say that on a very subconscious level and deep in my soul, there is not residual stuff that I'm physically dealing with from, you know, 45 years of a past that just gets brought up and that I'm unconscious about. I don't know. And honestly, I don't need to know. You don't need to know. What you need to know and accept is things are fleeting. Sometimes things are beyond your control. There is a lot going on energetically that you may not be aware of. And if you're in that spot, go tag in to the good energy. Let it flow through you and it will look after everything else. It was like I woke up this morning and someone had taken a blower and just taken all the cobwebs off me. Yay. And I've been going since seven o'clock this morning laundry's done, bunch of stuff that I live in a weird house that doesn't have stairs on the inside because it's, it was technically three suites. So I'm up and down the outside stairs, I'm in the crawl space, I'm cleaning up the motorhome, I'm all these things. So I woke up this morning with all this energy in a much better frame of mind and I could sit around analyzing what, quote unquote, went wrong last night, but I don't. I don't need to know. This is where faith comes into it. Can you have faith that you are here? And I, this is a bit on this is a a standpoint that I'm not a hundred percent sure about, but it's something I want you to consider. There's a lot of people out there with a belief structure that we chose to be here and we chose to be in the life we are in. I'm one of those people, actually, despite my Christian upbringing, I believe. In past lives and I believe this is not my first time here and I believe in this life I chose these parents despite the hurt and the pain I chose these experiences for the lessons that I needed to learn will I come back again I don't know I really don't know because I don't know what's on the other side I know there's something I certainly do not believe existence ends on my death We can now see, see deeper into the galaxy than we've ever seen before And people are finally realizing, yeah, we're not the only universe out there. Well, no kidding. And if we're not the only universe, we are definitely not the only life forms out there. So our arrogance right out of the gate, I've always thought was kind of funny that we truly think we're it. Human beings really are quite egotistical and crazy. It always kills me when I watch history and I watch, let me rephrase that. It kills me when I study history and I watch people in today's day and age making the same mistakes. I love the dictators and the tyrants and all this stuff and they run their lives in the world and they abuse people and money and you know, you've got narcissists and you've got just evil. It's like you realize you've only still got an 80 year lifespan, right? And then you're done. You're not taking it with you. Your life isn't going to live forever. You can leave a legacy and you know, hopefully it's a good one. But there's no hearse, there's no U-Haul behind a hearse, and all your control in all the world and all your dastardly deeds will come to an end because you're gonna die. And yet, these people get into these life choices, styles, whatever, with this belief that they're all powerful. Power is actually, I find, almost a bigger. sin evil than than money is because in order to have power people will do the most obscene evil things to get it and to maintain it and yet it's fleeting in a world that is millions of years old these things are fleeting we are fleeting and you don't feel that way when you're young and that's what I really struggle with our world right now and all this woke nonsense. Let children be children, leave them the freak alone. That is the innocence. That's the only innocence in life is childhood. And there are adults out there wanting to destroy that. And they're evil. They're, they, they don't realize it. They're just channeling evil. Then we come into our young years, our 20s and 30s, and we think we're freaking invincible. We think we're never going to get old, that we will never be that little old. We honestly cannot compute that we will become that little old lady looking in the mirror that a lot of people make fun of. Like I love when I'm watching action flick movies and some young punk on the street with his pants down around his groin is lipping off some old man and insulting him like that. And I laugh because I'm looking at these scenes now thinking, does that little punk really think he's never going to be an old man? And yeah, I think that there's just some... It's like childbirth for women. If we remembered all of it and we lived with that pain in our bodies for the rest of our lives, no one would have children. Okay. And you'd never have a second one, but our bodies and our minds and our psyche and our spirits have a very unique way of letting it go. I'm aware that I struggled for 38 hours and it was awful giving birth to my son, but I don't relive it like other hurts and pains it's done. And I had a beautiful baby at the end of it. And it's like, it, it's just like it almost all disappears. That is something I believe that's just in our DNA somewhere. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. It's just any mother I've ever talked to, it says almost the same thing. And yet, so when we're in our twenties, especially that decade is the worst, probably. We just think we're freaking invincible. We start to wake up in our mid to late thirties. And by our forties, we start looking around going, Oh, we are seriously adulting here now. And then by your fifties, where I am, you really start looking around and going, what can I give back to the world? And what am I doing here? (laughs) If you could ask some of those questions a few decades earlier, you are going to be so ahead of the game. So let's end with this phrase one more time. Say to yourself, I no longer force things. What flows, flows. What crashes, crashes. I only have space and energy for things that are meant for me. Focus on the positive, guys. Have gratitude in all things. Deal with your trauma and have a fantastic day. I'll catch you on the flip
0: side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly@livingwellwithshell.com. at livingwellwithshell.com And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.